Yes, this meeting, this meeting, yeah, let's get this show started. Trying to sneak it in on you again. Terry's trying <laughs> to eat, eat his food now instead of during our podcast. Uh, what are you, you trying to not be rude or something? <laughs> if they, I mean, there's one thing if I say, Oh, I got cereal, then it's like, Hmm, what kind? <laughs> you know, speaking of that, we should probably get going and you can tell people what you were eating last week. Leave everybody <laughs> hanging like that. Sure. Well, let's roll up our music and then you can tell everybody. All right, everybody, that is correct. This is the podcast. That sounds funny. We are coming at you the week of uh, January 24th, 2023. Uh, We are on episode, I think it's 116. Uh, We are two blind brothers and a blind sister telling it the way we see it. I'm your host, Keith, and join with me are Captain Crunch with Crunch Berries. <laughs> hey. Yeah. And Joe. And me without any food at all. Uh, I my, don't have any food either right now. <laughs> that's my hint on what I was eating last week. <laughs> I, I actually eat breakfast before I podcast, not <laughs> during. <laughs> He's multitasking. <laughs> yeah, I gotta do more than one thing at once. Oh, yeah. but they yeah. uh, we'd like to open up with a little bit of what's new. Does anyone have a question? And hey, as we alluded to in our pre-recorded segment, there, uh, Terry has begun a new thing where you guess the food, <laughs> and so. Was that your answer, Captain Crunch? Or well, that was last week. So if you guessed Captain Crunch last week, Terry will send you his leftover (laughs) box of Captain uh, Captain Crunch. Might be empty when you get it. (laughs) He'll he'll even steal the prize out of the box and the the bottom of it. I have to eat all that crunchy stuff because we had to take uh, my stepdaughter, who's twenty six. Wow, I didn't realize she's and that old. She, Aaron is 26, and we took her to SIU Dental School. She had to get two teeth pulled. One was a baby tooth. Wow. <laughs> and she still has. Sorry, like, she's just a baby. She still has like two more. Wow. Oh, two, really? Two baby teeth. So 26 years old. <laughs> maybe, the, her, maybe her teeth are autistic like her. She, she's her. very possessive. She doesn't want to let things go. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, her brain is like a five-year-old, so maybe her teeth are still there. <laughs> no, she's she's not that. She's she's older mentally. Yeah, she's older. Old. She knows how to all them cuss words and everything now. Yeah, she can cuss like an adult, huh? But her mind is like five. <laughs> you're saying, yeah. Well, who taught her all those cuss words? <laughs> I wonder who. She, well, she goes to college, and they. Oh, okay, blame it on the college. <laughs> But then uh, she has to increase her vocabulary so she can keep up, I guess, huh? <laughs> they don't listen to it much anyway, but the other stepdaughter has been 
notified by a truant officer for one of her children that doesn't want to go to school. Ah. Yeah. Do they, still, do they well, still have truant officers? Yeah, apparently. Hmm. And she left him at home today. He didn't want to go to school. So she left him. He has his own phone. So he called his mom and said, Grandma left me at home. And then she, she told her, you know, if he doesn't want to get his butt ready, she ain't she, she can find somebody else. You know, so she's already been notified by a truant officer. He's been missing too much school, you know, apparently. Mm. I've never really, I've never known anybody to get a letter from a truant officer myself. Well, I, I didn't know they had a truant officer, but I do know the school will let you know whenever your kid's missing too much. <laughs> that was the case with our granddaughter. She was just missing way too much, and the school says she can't miss any more without a doctor's note. And that's when she went to go live with her mom, and she got never got put in school, so she missed another month and a half of school. <laughs> wow. As she came back here, he hasn't missed that much school school that I'm aware of. He hasn't missed that much, but he's missed enough to get notified. Well, a a large part of that month and a half was through the holidays. So, So is she back in school now or has she got to stay out? Well, she got as soon as she moved back in with us because they never officially transferred her out, they just put her back in her classes. Oh, that's good. Went right back. Um, but anyway, I, I do have a tiny <coughs> bit of uh, some late breaking stuff. Uh, I one of our my web pages that I do had been down. I've been working with a particular podcast host <laughs> daughter to get things going, and I had told her uh, yesterday, "Hey, uh, won't you call me tomorrow at eight eight thirty nine o'clock?" Okay, I will. I thought I better tell her. <laughs> the doing is that way you can be on our podcast oh no no never mind <laughs> like thank it. i knew i should have told her that last part <laughs> it was that close that close that one i guess some people just don't like to be recorded <laughs> huh some people don't like to be recorded uh, they don't want to have their uh but they might make it so funnier but e- even as as lately as oh moments before we podcasted this morning uh, i had an email uh, from her saying that she couldn't get logged on so i quickly told her how to do that and when she said she got in i said cool are you sure you don't want to be on a podcast <laughs> <laughs> last chance <laughs> and if she answered back and i don't know because that's whenever i fired up zoom and hey here we are <laughs> But I tried. I tried. Yeah. But I didn't want to mislead her, so I had to tell her. <laughs> Colin, say surprise! You're on Candid Podcast, <laughs> Candid Camera. Yeah, that, that'd be funny. The phone rings. Hello, you, you are the next caller on the podcast. She'd probably scream and hang up, or at least hang up. Yep, that'd be pretty funny. But that's uh, a li- little bit of what's happening right here. Not an awful lot new. Looks like we're getting some wintry weather. Snow's good. Yeah, a few I wondered. Inches. It's I supposed to be coming six, tonight. I heard six to eight inches of snow. Yeah. 
supposed to be. I heard more snow later this week. We'll probably have to do our MCAB on Zoom as well, or phone and. Whatever. Well, tomorrow night, you know, I don't know if you were going was <gasps> Aunt Little Theater. Oh yeah. And I hope the buses run in the snow because I told Donna uh, that one lady <laughs> I would be going this time. She don't like her name out there either. Oh, we we won't that. say Donna who, but <laughs> we know. Wink, wink. Uh, yeah, I'll plan on going as long as they pick me up. You mean the lady that delivers oh. beer like a man? <laughs> uh, yeah well, well never mind no one will ever hear what you said so <laughs> <laughs> anyway um wow there doesn't seem to be a lot a lot of what's new happening so no, just regular life and living trying to stay healthy and yeah there, there was a, something i thought about there was one of those classic family story things it was Popped into my head over the weekend, but I forgot to write it down. And I thought, eh, I'll get to it eventually. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, since we're ready to uh, move things on along, it'll be time for our random topic. I didn't want to go. You wanted to go. <laughs> and for our wheel of randomness. Well, we need seven. You could do that, but I think we only have five. What? I was going to say if it landed on six or seven, then I was going to say, okay, we're done. I was going to do it again. Uh, uh, <laughs> well, things how you had to spin that wheel twice on us here. Um, one is a would you rather questions, and four is holidays. So, which will it be? Flip a coin. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> what is all kind of indecisiveness today? Huh? <laughs> Let's do holidays. We haven't done holidays in a while. I know how, how much Terry loves the icebreaker question. Happy holiday. May the calendar keep bringing happy holidays. Ooh. Yeah, you can do those with four and then just do one holiday. <laughs> well, the holidays is for a couple of days. Well, no, you usually spin the wheel again, right? And do just the one day. Hmm? The holidays, you got to spin the wheel again to figure out which day you're going to. Yeah, well, you do uh, seven days on the wheel. And today, of course, Tuesday would be one and seven would be next Monday. So spin that wheel and see what we land on. Five. Five. All righty. That'll put us up to Saturday, right? Um, which, like you said, would be Saturday, uh, January 29th. These are the holidays for that day. Uh, it is National Puzzle Day. How puzzling. <laughs> Do a crossword puzzle, 
do a Scrabble puzzle, a jigsaw puzzle. That way, when you wake up the next morning, you have a puzzled look on your face. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. You know what? That is the only thing I wow. have on my list for January 29th, Saturday. You know what's really weird? That must mean it's leap year. I didn't know that. This year? Yeah. No, this is 2023. Next year will be... Well, then there shouldn't be a February. Oh, wait, this is January. Never mind. I'm thinking February ahead already. I'm thinking next January month. 29th. <laughs> yeah, the, the, in February, there's only 28 days this year. Okay. Well, to tell you what, I, seeing, I don't know. seeing as how the world. <laughs> there's only one holiday on Saturday, we'll toss in the bonus and we'll do Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> the 30th, National Croissant Day. Hmm. Uh, cow, there's only like one day. I'm I'm missing. We used to have like whole, the whole bunch loads of holidays here. Let's toss in Monday just because we're feeling that generous here. <laughs> National Backward Day. That sounds like fun. <laughs> National Bubble Lap. Bubble Lap Appreciation Day. Who has a bubble lap? I don't know what that would even mean. <laughs> Maybe you're too fat to have a regular lap. I don't know. <laughs> National Bubble Lap. National Hot Chocolate Day is Monday. Oh, that's and good. there's all our Monday holidays. Not an awful lot. Hmm. Well, that segment was short and sweet this week. I know. And we got some extra bonus holidays here. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. What difference does it make? Well, since there's no more holidays, let's do our news. News. I have a leftover story from a month ago. <laughs> uh, it just came out, though, this last week here in January. Um, in Cumberland, Rhode Island, the police have uh, agreed for a DNA test be done on the milk and cookies and carrots that was nibbled on by Santa Claus. Oh, let's see. <laughs> I bet the reindeer ate the carrot, not Santa Claus. <laughs> <laughs> and so um, they're going to agree to it to see if Santa Claus had bit them. Oh. <laughs> and... You know, though, what they would have to do, because I'm not sure if they have any DNA samples from Santa Claus. That's what I was going to ask, too. They'd have to go to all the cookies that were bit and make sure all the DNA is on all the cookies match. Go all right. to all the neighborhood kids. Let me see your cookies. Give me your cookies for Give them up. Oh, that'd be funny. Little kids don't want one to part with their cookies. The Cumberland police said, and then... In the report, they received a letter from a young investigator, a young investigator, to um, seeking to have a partially eat, eaten an Oreo cookie and baby carrots. Uh, this young lady has a keen sense of investigator skills and forensics, and the food was passed along to the Department of Rhode Island's Health. And the 
uh, let's see. They had already given the girl some unsupported evidence of Santa Claus in her neighborhood. <laughs> ah. Now, I, I could see kids, like Jill said, not giving up their cookies, but they'd all give, give up their baby carrots to be analyzed. says <laughs> we don't like carrots. You, you can have my carrot sample for the Santa Claus analysis. Not the cookie. <laughs> oh, back to top. Um, she had, she had, she had bagged it up, you know, they said, and, uh, really nicely, you know, in the evidence bags or stuff or ziplocked or had it double bagged and stuff like that, and then it too and everything. So they thought it was cute. So they said they'd, they would run the test on it, but yeah, it's like, oh, well, that's got your dad's DNA on it. That's not <laughs> Sorry, little girl. Yeah. Oh, your dad must be related to Santa Claus. And then that the other baby carrot was nibbled on by your dog. <laughs> I, I don't think dogs will touch a baby carrot. <laughs> I, I don't know. Some dogs like vegetables. They like green beans, I know. And my dog likes broccoli, which you, surprised if me. If you drop it on the floor, my dogs will eat it. I don't care what it is. <laughs> They'll eat anything you drop on the floor. <laughs> They know if you dropped it, it must be good. <laughs> yeah. Or really Or is the dog zone. <laughs> My first odd news story is from Australia. And she can sh- this woman can shoot a target with an arrow using her feet. <laughs> her name is Shannon Jones. And she's practiced uh, archery for six years before she decided to try to take on the task of um, the world record to see how far she could shoot the arrow. So, so it's not because she doesn't have arms. No, she has hands and arms because it like, says she stands. Oh, this on my her. hands are too easy. I got to do my. <laughs> she stands up or upside down on her hands and shoots oh. somehow with her feet. Does she also pop water balloons between her legs? <laughs> Maybe she's a contortionist, oh. so she can bend herself in some weird ways, evidently. And so she was upside down. I don't know how she did it because you had to hold the arrow. It didn't really say. I'm assuming that it was, you know, the manual bow and arrow. It wasn't like a crossbow or one of those right. that people hunt with. She it has was to just pull some... the string back with her toes. Called a compound uh, bow. Co- yeah. It doesn't say so the recurve is the regular straight one, and the compound has the pulleys on it. Oh. And the crossbow, of course, looks like a rifle. But she shot this arrow for 59. I mean, was it 59? Yeah, 59 feet, 11 inches. Hmm. That's and pretty. And it broke the world record. The previous one was only 40 feet. How big was the target? <laughs> Doesn't say who had that previous record, and uh, I don't yeah, would I, think it would matter as long as if it went that far, pod just stuck into the ground. But it said yeah. that she shot the target and, huh. and got a, a bullseye, got it right in the middle. But uh, I'm wondering if she tried to do like 60 feet, but maybe she moved just a little and cut off that one inch because 
59 feet 11 inches just sounded she, kind of weird she released a bow and she was tipping over ah. <laughs> <laughs> well I, I i read it i thought it said that the target the center of the target was four inches in diameter so oh well i don't, it, I don't remember how big around the target was yeah, that's four inches feet away. Target. Yeah. that's pretty good we should yeah. call her robin hood <laughs> yeah. Robin of Loxley. Well, no, she was upside down. She was hood Robin. <laughs> <laughs> now, I didn't understand. Was she standing doing a handstand? Because that's the way I understood it. She was standing on her hands. Standing on her hands. It's like used her feet huh. to shoot the. And I was like, that's I can't, weird. I can't. It's hard to well, do it, a handstand. That's a good stuff. shot. It, it's 60 <laughs> yards to get a bullseye regular level. I want your feet. So, wow. Yeah, because I mean, when you're standing up, you would use your eye to kind of point it and target, you know, uh, so you know right where that arrow is going. Maybe she had a laser sight down. on it. I'm trying <laughs> to picture that in my mind. I just she can't. had a laser sight, so she just put the red dot where she wanted it. Oh, uh, that could be. I don't know. Because they really do make do... laser sights for bows. Because I don't know how she could line it up if her head's, you know, upside down and down. Right. And her. Because just, if without having something like a laser sight, you, you wouldn't know. You'd have to have somebody standing up looking down the arrow to sight it in for you. Right. And so you'd have to rely on getting the bullseye from whoever's aiming it while you released it, you know. Right. But that, that was kind of a funny story. I couldn't just imagine. Yeah. She's a contortionist, so I'm sure she can bend in all kinds of weird ways, her joints, her knees, and... Because even the motions that you got to do to pull it back. Yeah, well, you know, uh, you know, all that story about Santa Claus and the cookies, and but that girl probably worked up an appetite. <clears throat> but hopefully, she wasn't a donut thief who was charged <laughs> with brandishing a hatchet. <laughs> what? <laughs> a donut thief is charged with brandishing a hatchet. When I saw the headline, my thought went to our uh, movie review from last week of the uh, hitchhiking, hatchet wielding hitchhiker. Yeah. <laughs> and I thought maybe the donut thief whipped out his hatchet, stole donuts, went outside the, it was a getaway car, and was and couldn't find one, so he became a hitchhiker. But that would just be too weird but actually in bismarck north dakota i guess well they have nothing else to do uh a bismarck man is in trouble with the police after raising a hatchet uh to the store clerk as he uh, tried to steal the donut uh in the brent laren road age 36 uh, faces a charge of felony, misdemeanor, theft, and trespassing uh, after his uh, ordeal. According to police affidavit, a clerk at a gas station confronted him after he had put packaged donuts into his coat. Uh, he put the donuts back, but became agitated when the clerk told him to leave and that's when he pulled the hatchet out uh, to, to wave it at the guy. <laughs> <laughs> Don't make me leave. I'll start cutting you into pieces. <laughs> uh, police found a hatchet in his snowbank uh, 
using store uh, my video. Uh, so uh, court documents did not list an attorney for the man. Like, hmm. yeah, well, it's like that's the whole story. He's on video. I'm going to steal these donuts. Hey, put those donuts down. Here's my axe. Leave. <laughs> okay, I will. I'm going to toss it in the stove bank right over there. Boop. Okay, cops, come and get me. <laughs> I wonder well, he must have been a homeless guy or something. But I guess he didn't have the axe and a, and a hollow leg. <laughs> <laughs> it Reference our other factor. episode for that one. Uh, <laughs> oh, wow. Well, at least he didn't have a gun. <laughs> yeah. No! Yeah. Back on Terry. I have a record-breaking attempt by Pizza Hut. <laughs> Look at the food stories today. Yeah. The Except for Jill had the thing about the archer. I, the, I guess the archer can shoot uh, donuts and pizzas and stuff. In, in Los Angeles, California, Pizza Hut is... Um, chain restaurant pizza hut celebrating its uh, return of it, one of its popular restaurant items by cooking a pizza um where did it go again Forty thousand one hundred square foot pizza wow Four thousand one hundred square feet of pizza how many square feet are in your house i wonder that's enough to feed me <laughs> I, I don't know how what the square foot is on this house but i know that house that we had in south arc santa where we lived there was only like ten thousand square feet hmm. i know and terry's man. house he lives in, well before you built that addition it was only what 800 square feet per floor yeah <laughs> if you take the top and bottom and the new addition it's so i forget it's two thousand that's like five uh, just counting the main floor space there that's like five of terry's house huh size big wow <laughs> um Where's the rest of the story? Where did it go? <laughs> oh, the pizza chain um, has brought back the New Yorker pizza. It's uh, been in a hiatus for 25 years, it says. Huh. Um, the restaurant chefs assembled the dough, uh, sauce and cheese on the, on the convention floor, and they used heat lamps to cook the pizza. <laughs> I wondered how you'd cook something that big. I've never seen an <laughs> oven big enough. <laughs> yeah, I was just thinking that and myself. They uh, saw convention center for the massive pizza, heat lamps. The completed pizza measured 40,100 square feet, and then it was portioned into 68,000 slices. <laughs> 68,000. Wow. And the current record was 30,500 square foot made in Italy in 2012. I think that's all there is to that story, but I take one of them 68,000. How many pieces did I eat before? Hmm. 18 when we were skiing. 18 <laughs> pieces of pizza I ate before. But you know, I wonder how, 
they put the <laughs> toppings. I can see them putting around the edges, but what? Somebody gonna walk across that pizza crust and put toppings all across? <laughs> yeah, they have a crane. On that one. <laughs> they, they have a guy in a hoist. He's being dangled over the top of it like a honey. I shrunk the kids. Yeah, they've got a pepperoni gun, a pepperoni gun, and a uh, cheese gun. Go. They had the archer shooting them out. Yeah, there. You know what I'm <laughs> they had the lady was shooting them with her feet. <laughs> Yeah. I was trying to figure that one out because I wouldn't want somebody walking across my pizza putting toppings on. <laughs> that's, It'd be like those one. ladies who walk through the grapes and crush them into wine or something. Sure. Yeah. And it's just like, how would you do a heat limb? It's like have a big heat limb hoisted by a crane and it just hovers well, over. It is Southern over California, so they go out to the desert where it's nice and hot. You know how it's hot that they're frying egg on the magnifying glass. Yeah, <laughs> they got to open the pizza out the in the desert where it's hot enough to fry a pizza. And they open up the the dome top and it just cooks it. It was a gigantic easy bake oven. Yeah, <laughs> they, they have have drones flying back and forth, dropping pepperoni slices. That would work too. Or a tightrope walker <laughs> going back and forth over the pizza. Yeah. How many ways we could go with that? I just I don't know. I would have liked to know how they got the toppings out in the middle. And they they spend all that time doing that, but yet they close all the pizza huts around here. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe they're trying to raise pizza awareness. <laughs> yeah. Everyone must eat their pizza. <laughs> My next story then comes from Australia again, and it's about a frog. And you eat and it. <laughs> we're doing a food <laughs> okay. team, right? Uh. <laughs> I suppose you could eat this frog, but you'd have to go up to Australia. It says there's a park in Queensland, Australia, and the park rangers found a snake actually on the road and when they got off you know they pulled over to get the snake out of the road they found a frog actually it was a toad a cane toad at conway national park it was a long skinny toad huh like well shaped like a cane you thought it was a snake (laughs) <laughs> I think it was a snake. That's why they pulled over. But as they, when they pulled over to get the snake, they seen the frog. So the but, frog ate the snake instead of the snake eating the frog. It's possible because <laughs> this frog, they said, was a big frog. She picked it up to move it. This lady, uh, her name was uh, Kylie Gray, went to pick up the frog and found, you know, found it was real heavy. And when she weighed it, it was a five pound, nine ounce frog. Wow. And it was two <laughs> inches long. No. <laughs> <laughs> and they nicknamed the frog Toadzilla because it was so big. And <laughs> it's funny because they took this frog out of the out of the park due to the dangers it could pose to the environment because this big frog will eat anything that it can fit in its mouth toadzilla i did eat the snake (laughs) (laughs) he might have been trying to get to the snake but uh uh, this 
they usually take animals that they find and put them out in the wilderness so that they can live in their habitat. But this frog, it took out of its habitat. And I thought that was kind of backwards. Here it's a park. You'd think they'd leave the frog alone. Well, if it was an invasive species, they might take it out. Because they've done that before, like in the Florida swamps, they'll have like anacondas, which aren't natural, and they'll take them out of the swamp if they can find them. Yeah. They think this frog was a female, and these kind of frogs have been known to live up to 15 years. Hmm. And they don't know exactly how old this frog was. Well, if it was a female, she's probably lying about her age anyway. Yeah, probably. Yeah, but I thought, wow, this anything that you can, this frog can fit in its mouth, it will eat, kind of like Terry's dogs. That's a big frog, though, five pounds. Yeah. I mean. The Queensland Museum has interested in this toad for uh, further studying, but it doesn't say if they want to study it while it's alive or after. Yeah. We're going to study the frog. Here, sniff this formaldehyde for us. Yeah. You'd think the zoo would be interested in it to keep it alive. Maybe once it's dead, they would study Uh, it farther. They could probably study it while it's alive, you know, see what it eats, what its habits are. And and then once it dies, it could autopsy it and, you know, whatever. Yeah. But that was really strange to have such a big frog. I can't even imagine. I think little bitty frogs are gross. Yeah, I mean, frogs are okay. I've never been like hugely fascinated by them. They're just there. Right. But, I don't well, remember which one of you, when we were kids, put a frog on my head. I had to have been Terry. <laughs> I, I don't know. It could have been either one of us, but it does sound like a very Terry oh, thing to do. I remember. <laughs> but yeah, I remember, and I reached up because you, you close your eyes. I got a surprise. And then I felt something hit my head and I reached up and it hopped off and I screamed. At least he didn't say, open your mouth and close no. your eyes. I'll give you a big surprise. Pastor says, I remember holding the frog over Uncle Joe's can of skull. And then you said uh, the frog peed in it. Then he took that can of skull and shoved it in my mouth, dumped it all in my mouth. I didn't know. I don't remember that, but that wasn't me. So. He made me put it in my mouth because it, you know, because he didn't want to put it in his mouth. And he didn't stick the whole can. I mean, he took the skull out of the can and shoved it in. Give you a big pinch of skull for your mouth, huh? Yeah, you you just because Jill said the frog peed in it. Yeah, the frog's peeing in your can of skull, Uncle Joe. (laughs) I don't remember that one, but that's funny. (laughs) He shoved it all in my mouth. I was like, You never dip skull sense, huh? Nope. <laughs> Reminds you of frog pee. <laughs> uh, new smoking ban starts at Miami parks and beaches. So if you want to go to Miami Beach, you can't smoke there anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, people, uh, what? Oh, this is, oh, this is. Oh, that's a picture. Never mind. I'm, I'm not going to read the caption. Here we go. Starting New Year's Day, you can still wear your bikinis on the beach, but forget about showing any butts. Cigarettes, <laughs> that is. 
smoking ban is being implemented uh, as of the stroke of midnight on December 31st. Under the new measure, you can be fined uh, $100 and spend 60 days in jail for your first time violation. Anyway, it's not a lot there. And it's not necessarily a funny story, but I like the opening line where you, you can show your butt, not, not <laughs> cigarette butts, though. Yeah, I wondered. I was going to say if somebody was on the beach in a thong or something, they'd be showing their butt. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, it, it's just uh, talking about how when people pick up trash off the beach, the biggest thing that they pick up is cigarette butts. And, you know, I kind of get that. You go, you're outdoors, but uh, you got to put your cigarettes out somewhere. Uh, but yeah, they're going to ban that. So the only butts you can show is hanging out of your bikini bottoms, I guess. Hmm. Well, there's a little yeah, quickie. they figure, like you're saying, they're outside. And usually if you're anywhere, you're putting your cigarette out in sand, it seems like. Yeah, it's not going to be like uh, danger of starting a forest fire on the ocean side. <laughs> <laughs> but it does, you know, I mean, cigarette butts never uh, are very... Uh, pretty to look at when they're laying around and they say you know it causes problems for some of the wildlife and it just is unsightly i mean i suppose even if you buried it in the sand it's eventually it's going to come out as the waves come you know to and fro right yeah i have another food related one Sort of. We caught you in mid-mouthful of Captain Crunch again. (laughs) In in Cambridge, England, a McDonald's customer is fuming um, after being fined 100 pounds for eating his food too slowly. <laughs> it's fast food, not slow food. <laughs> um, Sa- let me see. Saprin Nefter. It's got to be some other foreign guy in England. Sound like a, a Hindu or Indian name or something. Yeah. And his brother <laughs> were uh, have both received parking fines for overstaying their time in the car park. <laughs> Uh-huh. Parking, aka parking lot to us Americans um, uh-huh. uh, in Cambridge New Market Road, Cambridge so don't go to that one in, you know, New Market Road in Cambridge yeah, well, I mean if you're parked I don't see what the problem yeah. is unless you're parked yeah. and it's blocking the drive through lane or something <laughs> uh, let's see where to go oh, all these ads um, probably the time run out on this meter is what the problem was parking meter well he's in the car park that would have been oh. in the parking lot it oh come on they uh the customer took too long to eat it um he had eat decided it. to meet his brother at the fast food restaurant and and was the most expensive mcdonald's he'd ever had <laughs> yeah. he parked his car outside the mcdonald's and he ordered quite a bit of food, it says. Apparently, so, it took him an hour and a half to eat it. <laughs> <laughs> Nibbling yeah. one French fat at a time. 
He wanted so wanted then, everything on the menu. Yeah. And it says that he got a ticket uh, a couple of weeks later in his mailbox, you know, that from the parking lot police or something. <laughs> huh. I guess they have like, I don't know. Uh, was it Mayor McCheese? Censors. thought he was a hamburger. It's like they put a little timer on you when you pull in the parking space or something. Or, I don't know. You know, it's like hmm. how they measured the time that they just, you know, pull in there and eat your food. It's like, you know. huh? Yeah, that's weird. Unless they have like, like a, you know, like a drive-in type of a thing where you park and they bring your food out. Because that way, I, I can see that because you're occupying a slot for other people while you're, you know, eating. He must have. He must have got a supersized fries. And then he opened up a little ketchup packet and decided to dip each fry in there individually. And uh, eat. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> Let me chew. That is strange. That's all I don't your have news. Any more news stories. I don't have any more either. What's next? You know what that means. I don't know what you've done, mister, but we're here to see that you don't do any more of it. Oh, weird word. Because I'm white and nerdy. Just because I'm white and nerdy. All because I'm white and nerdy. Yeah, with with your new theme music, how'd you like that? That was pretty cool. The other one was pretty good. I don't know. I feel like I've done this list before, but if I did, it must have been that week where it got cut out. So you guys might recognize some of these. They are cyber words. I doubt it. I forgot. Computer words. These are fairly (laughs) easy. They're not no weird ones like I've been having. Computer words. I don't remember a computer word list. No, okay. Cyber squatting then. They see me mowing my front lawn. I know they're all thinking I'm so wide and nerdy. It's our first, and I guess it's more than one word. Cyber Cyber squatting is when every computer has to poop (laughs) and it's out in the yard squatting, leaving little computer chips around. Uh, no, you have to wipe not. your little computer as exhaust ports. Come here, little computer. Let <laughs> so me wipe your did butt. Did you say computer slutting? The squatting. Computer slut? oh, squatting. 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 Mm. I don't think I've ever um, heard that term. Yeah, I, I would think squatting <laughs> would be like whenever you're living in a place you don't own. And so I'm going to think that cyber squatting is you're maybe uh, hacking into somebody's computer to use their drive space for storage or something. Oh, well, oh no. I, I think what it is, is whenever you buy a URL, you don't plan on using it, so no one else can buy it, and you're just squatting on it, hoping they'll pay you like $70,000 for a funny dot That's what just too white and nerdy. Think I'm just too white and nerdy. Can't you see I'm white and nerdy? Look at me, I'm white and nerdy. <laughs> You're snatching up all the websites or whatever it's called. And and speaking of that, I, I'm pretty sure funny.com is still out there and it's still $70,000. So 
Get up or don't bud, people. Wow. <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. And our next word then is. I want to go with the gangsters. They're so far, they all think I'm too white and nerdy. Think I'm just too white and nerdy. Think I'm just too white and nerdy. Come on, go to the next bookmark. Nagware. Magware. Nag with an N. Yeah, Nag. Nag November <laughs> Alpha <laughs> Golf. I know Nag-ware. that one. Nag-ware. Wow, that, that's yeah. the software your wife loads on your computer. There you go. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> software for your wife. I don't know. Nagware. Let you know when your wife is close by. So, of course, if my wife is listening, I don't mean you personally. I just mean, you know, theoretically, other people's. Your wife. My like wife you, doesn't listen to this show. Like you people, you people, you people, your wife. Yeah, well. First time class here at MIT. Got skills, I'm a champion at D&D. MC Escher, that's my favorite MC. Keep your 40 out, just have an Earl Grey tea. It says here that this were this these words magware it's where like if you buy you download a free version of an app and then it's the advertising that keeps popping up nagging you to purchase other oh. things your, your, your free time of using a wave pad is about to expire nine days it's about to expire in eight days it's going to expire in seven days it's going to expire it so forth yep that's the nagware our next word is a my MySpace page is all totally pimped out. Got people begging for my top eight spaces. Yo, I know pie to a thousand places. Ain't got no grill, but I still wear braces. Mouse potato. Mouse <laughs> potato. Yep. That's a Mr. Potato Head. It's a mouse. <laughs> Shaped like a mouse. You roll him around the table. You point at your stuff. It's a potato shaped mouse. Little eyes all over it. Instead of cl- left click and right click, you just punch him in the left eye or the right eye. <laughs> uh, I'm going to think like a couch potato. You sit on the couch and get fat and lazy watching TV. You sit at your computer getting fat and lazy, pushing your mouse around the desk. Yeah, that's ding, ding, ding. I order all of my sandwiches with mayonnaise. I'm a whiz, a minesweeper. I can play for days. Once you see my sweet moves, you're going to stay amazed. My thing is moving so fast, I'll set the place ablaze. That's kind of what it is. You're on your computer too much. And... Although I, I think that mass, uh, potato shit mass is pretty cool though. We should, we should market that. Trademark. Trademark, that sounds funny. <laughs> <laughs> we need to develop a merch store. We need to have that. <laughs> <laughs> and our next word then is... Out. Got people begging for my top eight spaces. Yo, I know pie to a thousand places. Ain't got no grill, but I still wear braces. Meat space. Neek. M-E-A-T, meat. M-E-A-T, oh, meat, okay. It's a place for a butcher. Yeah. Well, they, they, they used to have these things called the meat market uh, where um, they didn't sell meat there exactly, but that's where you go to find uh, those cute young girls in town. Oh. <laughs> and it was spelled the same way. <clears throat> meat market. Not M-E-E. It was, yeah. So you can imagine what the... the the carnal um, conjunctures that were happening there. <laughs> With the meat market. Get your meat here. Uh, yeah. Uh, we'll ke- try to keep it on the on the PG side of R here. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Rayland Computers, I, w- I would say it's probably a dating site, maybe. Um, 
Uh, yeah, that's the word dating site. <laughs> meat space. It's weird because the this one. This I order all of my sandwiches with mayonnaise. I'm a whiz, a minesweeper, I can play for days. Once you see my sweet moves, you're gonna stay amazed. My fingers moving so fast, I'll set the place ablaze. This word here means to get off your computer and live in reality. Oh, so, meat meaning human beings, you know. Meet other people besides your computer, I guess. Besides your social media friends, huh? Yeah. Like MySpace, Meet Space, Facebook Space. This meat market is you're going to leave those spaces and go out and like go out and meet real people. Yeah. The next word is killer rap. I haven't run at Pascal while I'm number one. Do vector calculus just for fun. I ain't got a gap, but I got a soldering gun. Screenager. Screenager. I got some of those living upstairs. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. See, these are kind of normal words. Uh, I I think that would be people who, uh, I mean, they they were born and grew up in the era of computers. Yeah, uh, I've heard it said that people who are like boomers or maybe our age or so, there was a time where we didn't have computers. I mean, home computers. I mean, it, they always had the big, you know, mainframe kind. And the people say, well, for us, doing all the computer stuff was like learning a second language. But these youngsters today are, like I said, screenagers. It's just their language that they speak, you know, the language of their life. Yeah, you ding, ding, ding. So you're getting a lot of these. Happy Days is my favorite theme song. I can sure kick your butt in a game of ping pong. I'll ace any trivia quiz you bring on. I'm fluent in JavaScript as well as Klingon. Right, that's what it is. It's like the millenniums and the baby boomers. It's just their their yeah. time, their era, the screen. Yeah, nature. it's their era, second, second nature to them. I mean, kind of like with us, what would that be? Telephone and television. Hey, that's what we do. Uh, when well, when our parents were young, they may have had a telephone, but it was probably a party line. They probably didn't have a TV for until they were, you know, teenagers or something. Yeah. And uh, of course, our grandparents <laughs> didn't have such a thing as a TV. They, if if they had a telephone at all, it was like maybe the businesses in town or something. Yeah. Give me Klondike five four one. Our next word is Vidiot. You idiot. <laughs> yep. You look like an idiot. <laughs> but in video. <laughs> You're a, an idiot who watches a lot of videos or something. Oh. Yep, you got it exactly. I'm just too white and nerdy. I'm just too white and nerdy. Can't you see I'm white and nerdy? Look at me, I'm white and nerdy. Or, 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 or it's that thing where the, the kids are in, in the house playing, and all of a sudden, click, a screen comes on. Boom, my brain's being sucked out of my head. My eyes are glazed over. I'm a vidiot. If they watch too many YouTube videos, if you're a vidiot, just um constantly looking at their screen well I, I i think that's what i would refer to when i say the kids are having their brain sucked out because <laughs> it's like the nose on the screen that's like motionless statue zombified when, when we were kids that's what everybody said about the tv yeah the, but the, you know whenever we were kids i could i could at least get up in the morning click on the tv watch bugs bunny cartoons for a half an hour while i'm getting in my sh- clothes on getting my shoes on getting ready for school and sit there 
I might be watching the TV the whole time, but I could at least function. But these kids, it's like, you know, they'll be doing their stuff, but as soon as there's a screen, bink, brain being sucked out. <laughs> they stop. At they can be two. walking through the room. It's like, it's like playing something. freeze tag. It's like freeze in space. <laughs> yes. and like Sock is still in their hand. <laughs> Instant, they can't move anymore. They must function and only stare at the television. Oh, yes. I know kids like that, too. So true. The next word we have is I like to roll with the gangsters. Although it's apparent I'm too wide and nerdy. It's hunt and peck. And I think we all know what that is. Hunt and peck. Hunt and peck. And if you're actively do typing that way, you're a hunt and peck. Uh oh. I mean, that is He said peck and <laughs> I that one up. Guys, typing with one finger, hunting around. Yes. I'm just too white and nerdy. I'm just too white and nerdy. I'm just too white and nerdy. I'm so white and nerdy. Oh, that's funny. Uh, of course, I could refer to the meat market one, but let's not go there. <laughs> Another word I have. I've been browsing, inspecting X-Men comics. You know I collect them. The pins in my pocket, I must protect them. My ergonomic keyboard never leaves me bored. Shopping online for deals on some writable media. I edit Wikipedia. Here, this is a, not a computer word, but it's lacuna. L-A-C-U-N-A. -A. It's a French raccoon. Lacuna. <laughs> lacuna. Lacuna matata. Yeah, what a wonderful phrase! I figured all those other words are pretty easy. We got to throw a couple in here to get you guys' brains. Yeah, we, I don't think we had those before, but they they didn't take a lot of effort to think of. But right, you know, it, it's that that little water inlet on Gilligan's Island where they you know, <laughs> lagoon. Lagoon. Yeah. There's a lot of lagoona, like lacuna that you can eat in the laguna. Yeah. <laughs> Tuna. <laughs> well. This word. I remember right, holy grail really well. I can recite it right now and have you R-O-T-F-L-O-L. Here it means a missing part of a manuscript. Oh. Like your mistake you threw away, huh? Yeah. <laughs> I don't like the way I wrote that story. Rip. Throw it away. <laughs> Another word I have is... Got a business doing websites. While friends need some code, who do they call? I do HTML for them all. Even made a homepage for my doll. Fusker. B-U-S-K-E-R. Dusker, a dust buster. B, like it a... starts with a B like bunny, busker. Busker. Yeah, busker. Instead of buster, it's busker. Yeah. Wow. It's like a bustle, you know. Instead of a bustle for women, it's like a bustle for girls. It's a little small one. <laughs> It's not a big one for a woman. It's a small busker for a girl. Yeah. <laughs> no. no it, it's that no, big yellow thing that kids ride. The bus. The bus busker. Busker, <laughs> and it's going to take them to the curb. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. We'll go with this that. This word here, it means... Yo, I got myself a fanny pack. They were having a sale down at the Gap. In my nights with a roll-up bubble wrap. Pop, pop, hope no one sees me. means a person who performs on the street. Oh, a street performer, huh? Yeah. I just call him a, a street performer. <laughs> I guess it would maybe a mime or something or 
Yeah, I know when we went to ball games in St. Louis, there's a guy that's out there with the big drums, and he must be a busker. Yeah, I mean, on the that. streets. Hmm. Of course, they'd do that to try to earn a little extra money, but all the drummer drummers out there, the little drummer boys. Yeah. Yeah, they're drumming when you get there. They're drumming when you leave. They're drumming in between. When you yeah. go up to Chicago, this is different. There's a guy with a saxophone up there walking around everywhere playing. Well, yeah. Well, there's sometimes you're in the subway, we play a guitar or something. Um, yeah. Yeah. And our last word is geek and freaky. I'm nerdy and the extreme and wider than sour cream. Margarita. Margarita. Log. <laughs> Logaria. <laughs> O-G-O-R-I-A. What's the first letter? Oh, wait a minute. Let me go back. They fooled me. Logaria. L-O-G-O-R-R-H-E-A. That's nonsense because diarrhea is runny and the log is firm. So it's like (laughs) semi-firm diarrhea. I don't know. That's what you put in your recycle bin. Yeah. A loggy diarrhea, a whole log of diarrhea because it's this nonsense term because logs are firm and diarrhea is runny. So it's oxymoron. Maybe it's when it comes out firm but changes to runny in in mid poop or something. (laughs) Wow, you You guys are really floppy drive, not even close. Not even close. <laughs> I was in a V club and glee club and even the chess team. Only question I ever thought was hard. What do I like Kirk or do I like Picard? Unless you talk a lot while you're going to the bathroom, this word means talkativeness. So whenever we, whenever Terry calls and he's on the toilet, or he, he talks he's a lot, he the toilet. <laughs> I've discovered if you put your phone to your ear, you can't hear people flushing the toilet. Oh, <laughs> yeah, but that's supposed to be a hint, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Talk all you want to, but this is what you're going to get. Because I'm white and nerdy. Just because I'm white and nerdy. Oh, because I'm white and nerdy. Holy cow, I'm white and nerdy. I want to bowl with the gangsters. But oh, well, it's obvious I'm white and nerdy. Think I'm just too white and nerdy. Think I'm just too white and nerdy. Look at me, I'm white and nerdy. That's all our words for the week, so we can all move right. on. <laughs> I feel silly doing this. Well, you look a little silly too, Abner, but don't worry, you'll get it. Move on oh, to man. Terry's Top Ten. Top Ten. My yeah. turn. Okay. I've got <sighs> been sitting on this one a little bit, but while you was Logarian, <laughs> <laughs> I have 10 superpowers that people have and why they're terrible. So some people have superpowers. Like yeah. Terry eating new raw onions. And that's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> or onion rings. Homemade. Um, number 10. 
is the little girl who doesn't feel any pain. Oh, yeah. I I read about that before. uh, What was her name? I have her name here. It's like Uh, a little girl in Britain, I think. Olivia Farnsworth. Olivia Farnsworth. Never feels any pain. She was born with chromosome 6 deletion, uh, which has left her with no sense of pain or um, fear of danger. Hmm. Right. And if you think about it, I mean, you realize, like, say the stove was hot because you touch it and, ow, it hurts. And so you draw your hand back. She would never know her hand was was burning. So she would just, I'm just going to leave her burning. Sizzle, sizzle. What's that smell? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it could be good, but then it could be bad, too, because something bad could happen and she would never know it. And and that's something much like, in my case, neuropathy. Uh, You get a, a sore on your foot. It's like. That must really hurt bad. It's like it probably would if I could feel it. <laughs> but uh, good thing I can't, I guess. But if I could, it would never happen that bad. <laughs> yeah. It says her her mom gives her sleeping medicine and has to remind her when it's time to eat because she doesn't know when she she's hungry. No, doesn't, doesn't even feel hunger pain, huh? She hmm. once Olivia once got hit by a car and she was dragged a hundred feet. And she got up, dusted herself off, and waved at her mom. <laughs> Look, my skin's ripped off my butt. <laughs> uh, yeah, but she had a few scratches, but evidently no broken bones. Yeah. Well, even with the broken bones, she'd be like, oh, I'm okay, but I can't stand up. I wonder why. <laughs> why is my kneecap looking backwards? <laughs> that would be, I mean, it would, be, it's, weird but that's yeah bad <laughs> yeah i have the neuropathy my my hands and my feet they always feel cold uh-huh. they have to touch them against my face i say well they're not cold they're hot but then whenever whenever i feel heat in my hands that's whenever i've done something like burned them and hurts really bad i can feel the, the changes from cold to heat <laughs> hmm. anyway. um, number nine A woman with perfect memory. Oh, super! <laughs> I bet yes, she's not married. Her name. <laughs> her name is Jill Price. It wasn't me. <laughs> <laughs> and the Price is right. She doesn't forget anything. Sounds like my wife. She's been. Remember crazy. that day I was born. That I came out of your womb, mom. How can I not just me on the butt? <laughs> she was, I tried included. to tell him, but it was wrong. But I came out as wah. <laughs> She's been quizzed on everything in her life and has not missed anything. She can tell you the date and time and place. You know, and it's like, well, from my understanding of that, I know that girl who played on Taxi. Mary Lou Henner, I think was her name. She's got that ability too. To well, there's a you know, photographic memory, but some people, most of the time, are not that thorough, you know. But it's like, it, you know, they could tell you 
about themselves or what they experienced. Have you said, well, what was I doing on November 23rd of 19? Well, they wouldn't know unless right. they were, right. you were part of their experience. Right. That's what I mean. And, uh, doesn't mean they know everything. Like if you knew them and you were hanging out on that day, then they could try to This is your life. (laughs) Let's see. Number eight. Is the family with unbreakable bones. Oh, I wish I was like related to them. Mr. and Mr. Wolverine <laughs> <laughs> with the titanium skeletons. Um, the claws, um, they slip. And, and wait, what year? In 1994, a man known just as John got into a car crash. There was a movie called Unbreakable, which was based on his story. The doctors realized that everybody in his family, or nobody in his family, had ever broken a bone. Huh. Um, meaning, I guess his children, I guess his wife would be different, but his yeah. children, hmm. nobody had ever broken a bone. And let's see, then. Uh, Number seven. Number seven. The woman who can see 100 million colors. I think that's most women. (laughs) Go to the store and buy me those beige pants. Those aren't beige. Those are taupe. (laughs) They're brown, okay? No, no, they're not. They're. <laughs> I just heard something that said that human uh, humans can only usually see a hundred, a uh, hundred colors. Mm. Let me see. That said, uh, hold on. Well, I know when it comes to like comes. shades of gray. Basically, sixteen shades is all you can actually tell apart. You might be able to see other ones um, in some cases, but usually 16 is is uh, the steps. But when it comes to colors, I mean, there's probably you know hundreds, I'm sure. It says that she uh, most people have three types of cones in their eyes, which allows them to see small, medium, large. Chocolate, <laughs> vanilla. A spectrum, a spectrum of seven million colors. Hmm. Um. CBA 29 is how she's referred. She has four types of cones in her eyes. Huh. And so she can see exponentially more. But most people think that she's colorblind. But um, she just sees colors that aren't there. <laughs> that no one can see. What's beyond the rainbow when you get past purple? <laughs> she sees those like in math she sees imaginary colors like yeah oh, yeah like imaginary numbers. <laughs> imaginary numbers of imaginary, imaginary friends colors. well you know color is just uh along the 
the, what's called the radio frequency spectrum. Yeah. And it's just really, understand. really high radio frequency. I just like like the eight box of eight crayons, you know, red, brown, green. There we go. You don't care about fuchsia and yeah. topaz and burnt orange and <laughs> take my crayon and burn it. <laughs> <laughs> Melt it, Brian. And emerald and whatever. Just tell me they're green. Whatever. Um, number six. Number six. The man with fantastically stretchy skin. Like Plastic Man. Yeah, on the Fantastic Four. Gary Turner uh, is is a real life Mister Fantastic. Um, he was born with Ellis Dan Crohn syndrome, a condition giving him stretchy skin, stretches like a rubber band and snaps back. The condition okay. makes him suffer excruciating pain. Under his skin, huh. he, yeah, probably you know, burst capillaries and whatever. <laughs> wow, he has to take massive amounts of painkillers and morphine patches <laughs> <laughs> just to make it through the day. Wow, and he can only seem to be a circus freak in the circus. <clears throat> and he has to stay heavily medicated to go to sleep at night. Um, it's like, I don't know if it means when he stretches his skin, it, it makes it hurt, or if it just hurts and he's got to stretch his skin to make it quit hurting. But huh. either way, yeah, because I mean, how often in, during the day do you just grab a hold of your skin and stretch it around or something? Mm -hmm. Stretch it all. Let me stretch my skin all over my body. Uh, so, but but maybe because it has the capability, maybe it's more prone to, for that. Um, yeah, it, it just sounds like there's some kind of a oh. some kind of elastic defect or something where it stresses the nerve ending, stresses the blood vessels and capillaries and stuff. Getting halfway through. Dun, dun, dun. Number five. Um, the woman with mutant super beauty. <laughs> what mutant super beauty? Yeah, uh -huh. it's a uh, F O X two is a mutation of the eyelashes. You have the most beautiful eyelashes ever. <laughs> I don't want a mutant. I can't help it. Elizabeth it's Taylor so had something similar with her eyelashes as well, and they grow super quickly. They curl and go into your eyes and make you go blind. You have to comb them out of the way so you can part them in the middle or something. You can see out from under them. That one's short. So, 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 so that's like the, the old man syndrome where you had the big caterpillar eyebrows. You have to mm -hmm. trim your eyelashes so they, they don't get all fuzzy and caterpillar on you. <laughs> and <laughs> number four 
dun, dun, dun. the man who was immune to the AIDS virus. Immune to AIDS virus. Right. I don't know how that would be a bad superpower. <laughs> unless you unless it may, meant you carried it and never caught it, then you're just a spreader of it. <laughs> a guy named Steve Crone. Um, he had an unexplained genetic mutation and could not contract AIDS. No matter how hard I try, I can never catch AIDS. <laughs> everybody around me is getting, catching AIDS everywhere. <laughs> he, he, he watched friends and lovers pass away year after year of AIDS. And at the age of 66, he committed suicide to be with all his friends. I've been trying hard to catch it so bad. <laughs> but all I ever do is give wow. it away. <laughs> That's weird. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it does sound like he, he, was, he would get it, but only to pass it on. But, yeah, that's weird. Okay. Number, what was this? Number three. Number three. The woman with super hearing. What? <laughs> 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 uh, super hearing. She Justine can hear a pin drop a mile Mitchell. away. <laughs> Justine Mitchell, 33. Um, at age 39, she developed super hearing, superior canal dehiscence, which caused everything to be. Super amplified. Hmm. So I, I guess as a young mom, she had those super mom eyes on the back of the head. And in her thirties, when her kids were teenagers, she developed super hearing. Turn that music down. She could <laughs> she could hear her eye her eyeballs moving. Definitely <laughs> oh, wow. made that. a noise when they moved. Doctors were able to pack extra muscle material in her ear canal to uh, deafen her up a little. <laughs> Had to purposely deafen her a little bit. <laughs> They're just listening to this really loud rock and roll music. Ah. Wow. I don't know what that would be like. Hey, Ooh. once you were in this jackhammer for a while, I'll deafen you right up. <laughs> hmm. Number two. The man with super intelligence. No, wait a minute. That's not right. (laughs) (laughs) Jill Jill says, do they make one of those? (laughs) Yeah. Who's this guy? I want to know who he is. (laughs) Uh, I think that's me. (laughs) Hammock has a superhuman brain. He can recite uh, he can recite pi. Oh, that's what it was. He can recite pi to the 22,514th decimal places. I thought all he could do was eat pie. Wow. <laughs> he, he can master languages. 
faster does than does he have the Bible memorized? Ask for the restroom. You know, he can have a master of the language. He, he has the Oxford English Dictionary memorized. Maybe. <laughs> in in uh, in less than a week, he learned and mastered the Icelandic dialect and was able to give a speech afterwards. Mm. Um, I guess he's a pretty smart guy. He must be smarter than young Sheldon. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Number one. The man who fears nothing. <laughs> wow. Jordy Cernick. The, the man who fears nothing probably wouldn't live for very long. <laughs> what? There's a bear? Ha ha. I'm not afraid of that bear. Ah. Uh, says he's not afraid of anything. Um, Chip off of this cliff. Ha ha. I'm not afraid of that cliff. Ah. He's had two surgeries to release his Cushing syndrome, it's called, um, and removing his adrenal gland. He could jump out of a plane feeling no fear. Without a parachute. Who needs a parachute? (laughs) Feeling no fear till he hit the ground. (laughs) (laughs) Ow. Then he becomes that girl with no pain. He does all kinds of silly stunts. And I said, maybe his name's David Rush. <laughs> maybe. Uh, Evil Knievel or something. Yeah, I see what Evil Knievel's son died not long ago. Yeah, yeah. say that. Robbie Knievel. Oh. He raises, raises funds for charity by doing crazy stunts. That's why I said it sounds like David Rush to me. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I got for my top 10, but. Hopefully wow. that guy he's not afraid of anything, but he knows when he what he shouldn't do, like jump out of an airplane without a parachute or not like the girl who don't feel it. Something that's <laughs> gonna hurt him. I I'm not afraid of it, but I don't want the don't wanna break things yeah. and <laughs> I'm not afraid of that King Cobra. Ow, it bit me. Uh, <laughs> hey, how come I'm dying? Uh. <laughs> yeah, you know, pain is a healthy thing, fear is a healthy thing, it, it keeps you safe. Yeah. People who don't have that, they tend to do unsafe things. <laughs> right. All right. So what happens now? Lucille, during dinner, I thought the whole thing over. And I think we ought to make a romantic love story where I play your lover. How do you feel about me making love to you? I'm feeling mighty low. (laughs) Poor darling, she's choked up with emotion. (laughs) You know, Jimmy, I think we should do a psychological murder mystery. I'd rather be the frustrated heroine, and you can be a hard-boiled detective from Homicide. This is stupendous. 
Why, I'll be another Mark Hackinger. That's Hellinger. We're on the air. <laughs> I've come a little late on that line. We must be careful, you know, because many of our listeners are bookies. Go ahead, Lucille. <laughs> you start the story with one of those dramatic narrations. Okay, here goes. Yes, I killed my husband. I killed him because I needed money. Lots of money. I needed a million dollars. You see, I wanted to buy a Cadillac from Honest John. <laughs> but there was a detective, a cold-blooded detective who preyed on my conscience like the plague. Everywhere I turned, his voice rang in my ears. This is the voice of your conscience. <laughs> Go away, I don't speak to strangers. You can't escape me. You murdered your husband. You murdered your husband. You murdered your husband. There's no laugh there, folks, but it helps you follow the story. His nagging voice was with me constantly. I was afraid of him because he was clever. Besides being a detective, he wrote mystery novels. Yes, another Edgar Allan Schmo. <laughs> but that first day he came on the case. I saw him coming down the street, and his friends called to him. Hiya, Jimmy. Hello, Jimmy. Hi there, Jimmy. What's new, Jimmy? Hey, look, it's Jimmy. Yes, his name was Charlie. <laughs> when, he knocked on the, when he knocked on the door, I walked from the fourth floor of my mansion down to the front door. Long legs. <laughs> then I opened the door, and there he was. Okay, sister. I'm from the law firm of Zombie, Zombie, and Crawl. Zombie, Zombie, and Crawl? Yes, after two zombies, you've got to crawl. <laughs> now look, baby, I know you murdered your husband, and I'm going to prove it. What's in that room there? Oh, please don't go in there. It's only my poor old invalid grandmother. I'll take a look anyway. Pardon me, my dear lady. I can tell by looking at your sweet old face that you had nothing to do with the murder. But I gotta hear it from your own tender lips. Ah, drop dead! <laughs> Poor darling. She was getting a broom ready for Halloween. <laughs> but there's something suspicious about this case. When we examined the corpse, we found 32 bullet holes in his body, but not one bullet hole in his clothes. How do you account for that? Must have been an inside job. <laughs> a logical deduction. But who is this low character coming over here? Oh, that's my butler. Uh, this is Detective Durante. How do you do? <laughs> I haven't heard a laugh like that since I lost my halter at the YMCA. <laughs> What's your name, butler? My name is Lester Chester Sylvester Hettlester Vester. Lester, Chester, Sylvester, Van Nessel, Hester, Fester, Hester, Sylvester? You know, folks, we have the wealthiest writers in radio. They get paid by the word. <laughs> now, you stick around, Lester, Chester. I gotta find some clues. Oh, I can't stand it any longer. I did it. I shot my husband, stabbed him and strangled him and hit him over the head with a club. And I admit it. Words, words. I'm looking for clues. <laughs> yeah, yeah! Detective Durini. <laughs> I won't let her take the blame I murdered him Oh, it's my secret lover, Candido And when you see him, you can see why I'm keeping him secret <laughs> Be careful Be 
careful. He's a gangster and a cutthroat. I got my gun on me. Tell me, Candida, how did you become a hoodlum? Well, I started in high society, drifted to the middle classes, and wound up down here in the underworld. <laughs> so you confessed that you're the murderer, huh? Well, we were all in it together. The wife, the butler, and me. Come on, Lester Chester, let's run for it. Come back here, I'll shoot. How do you like that? I shot all three of them. The sound man must use carbon paper. <laughs> what do you know? I'm in heaven. What do you know? I'm in heaven, too. What do you know? Low man again. Presented by the Retro Radio Podcast. Retro-OTR.com Ah, there you are, Fasso. Come here to Mama and give her a great big hit. <laughs> Yeah, well, it's, we probably should go ahead and move on uh, to our next segment here. And uh, that would be our anchor topic. Is next. And uh, working through our scheduled topics to keep things cycled through would typically be what we call our VEST uh, topic today, which that would be a visual impairment services team. Uh, in the middle, in the VA's jargon, uh, and other outlets, that would be you know, getting your initial help uh, support. But what I want to do instead, because we often use that as a wild card, uh, I was reading an email uh, this past week I received from uh, ACB. Did you get that? It was the, their tidbits email, whatever. Uh, there was a, a headline in there about a new product. Like, it's not new. It's been around a while because after I read the article, I, was like, I thought, oh, yeah, I heard about that. It's a thing called NaviAIDS. And uh, what NaviAIDS is, uh, is not support for people who are in the Navy. <laughs> uh, it's uh, a navigational uh, uh, assistant. And the thing that brings in the news is that Kellogg's will now be putting a NaviAid mark on some of their cereal boxes. In other words, they're going to put this special little mark on, I think, Kellogg's Corn Flakes, Special K, Raisin Bran, and at least one other one that was mentioned specifically. This NaviAid's, what is it, an app on your phone, or what is that even? Yeah, you use an app on your phone. And uh, what it does is, you know, similar to a barcode, uh, you, you can scan it and bing, and here's your data about the product and the box size and the serial type and so forth. But the difference between what NaviAIDS does with the barcode, you never know exactly where it's going to be on a package. And you, of course, have to have some sort of special scanner, whether it be an app on your phone or a some kind of a barcode reader. You have to hunt on the side, hunt across the top, hunt across the back. And well, uh, the NaviAid, it can be anywhere on the package. And it is, as soon as it comes in sight of your iPhone app, bing, box of catalogs, quarter flakes, 32 ounces, mm. blah, 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 whatever other information they put onto it. And it, it's such that if, 
if your phone app sees the Naviate mark, it has like a 160 degree wide angle. Now think about it, the human, per, you know, uh, what's it called, peripheral vision is about 180 degrees. If you're looking north, that means you can see from, you know, east and west and everything in front of you, uh, your peripheral vision and, you know, healthy human eyeball. And so, you know, from 180, you move that 10 degrees up on the left and right. Well, that's how, what the range is that this thing can see. Uh, and so it's also used for navigation. Uh, for example, you know how it is. You, you go into a destination with your GPS. Being you have arrived, your destination is on the right or something. But now the challenge is, okay, now where's the door? Yeah. <laughs> what the door is at? Well, if let's say the business had Naviate marks placed, let's say you hopped out of your bus or taxi or car, being your destination is on the right. All you gotta do is kind of look in that general direction and have your your uh, phone app running. Bing, front door is at your one o'clock. Oh, okay. And then it may be the sidewalk, and you have to go a few feet up. It'll 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 tell you that Naviate mark in relation to where you're at. So maybe you have to walk up the sidewalk a little bit. Naviate mark at your two o'clock, and then here's where you turn. Navigate, Marcus, straight ahead. Uh, and so it helps you to be able to navigate. Uh, and it has a distance of about 60 feet. In other what words, about 20 yards. Huh? huh? What if there's multiple tags and you're like, oh, which then one? Then it will you? identify them. <laughs> let, let, and here's the thing about the cereal boxes you're in the grocery store and you're walking down the aisle. And all of a sudden, bing, Kellogg's cornflakes at your one o'clock. Oh, okay. So as you can approach it, you can find a box on the shelf and pick it up, put it in your cart. But let's say, like Terry said, there's multiple ones. You got several boxes of raisin bran and several boxes of cornflakes. And again, it'll try to give you a positioning like they're, you know, where they're at, you know, in relation to where you are. Uh, and that way you can pick the box that you want. And, uh, now that would be like weird to have, you know, all of a sudden, fifty blings, Kellogg's cornflakes. Okay, which one do what? Uh, they're everywhere. <laughs> yeah, you pick up one box and then you look back. The next box will bling you again, and you know because uh, yeah. they usually have several boxes sitting of each kind of cereal. Yeah. Now, 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 how precisely mm -hmm. does this work? Uh, it seems like I've again I've heard about this. It's been some time ago. There's probably a podcast where someone has demonstrated this, uh, and I do. Uh, I did pull up the website for this. Uh, just kind of been summarizing what's there. Uh, it is a free download for your phone. Um, and, and and getting back to cities and navigation, you know, that, that means, you know, how your GPS will only walk you around when you're outdoors. Let's say you've arrived at, we'll say a church or something. Oh, the church door is here and you find it. And, and now once you go in, well, GPS is going to help you. But if the church says, uh, bing, hey, stairway over here to your right, bing, elevator over here to your left, you know, you're walking down the hallway, bing, water fountain, you know, they, uh -huh. you could have marks uh, along inside. So you recognize, oh, there, I didn't know there's a water fountain there on that wall. I've been coming here for years. No one ever told me that. <laughs>
And that, that, that can happen because people forget to tell you stuff like that. Like, I'm yeah. so thirsty. I wish I had something to drink. Like a waterfall will fall out there by your right hip. There once you bend over and grab some. Uh, uh, but but they help with navigation that way. They can help you, you know, guide you on where you need to go. Uh, and even if it's blurry, uh, even if it's not you're facing right at it, you don't have to aim and look right at it like you would a barcode. As long as it's within that 160 degree field of view from the camera, uh, it will try to find it. And it, it doesn't even have to be looking right at it. It could be off at a side angle, but it'll try to say, you know, where it's at in perspective to where the camera is looking. Hmm. Um, and it will help you. Maybe you're not interested in finding, you know, the trash can in the park today, but hey, at least you know where to find it next time. Or, uh, it is kind of, they make little navigational landmarks around, which is pretty cool. And, uh, but yeah, Kellogg's is trying to put these on their packaging. Uh, if other products do, that'd be awesome. Cause you can go to the kitchen cabinet and find all the th- stuff that's in there, blinging at you. And it does recognize more than one at a time. Um, so there's that. Uh, now that's pretty much really quick summarized uh, what I read about it. Now there's a lot more details, like you know Terry said. What if there's you know more than one? Well, what if there's a lot more than one? Uh, how confusing them would that be? I don't know. But it, I mean, they, if they're too close together, it might right. Get, yeah. yeah, like if you have boxes on a shelf at a store, you're going to have boxes next side by side each other. How do you know which one you're grabbing or which one is which? Maybe you reach for the cornflakes with the car that was too close to the razor brain to grab it instead. Uh, I mean, I'm sure there's some uh, practice with that. Uh, but hey, with information overload, hey, even inside of people, you look at the grocery store and there's boxes all over the <laughs> shelf. You know, which one do you take? It doesn't matter. Just grab one. Um, but it's a new, relatively new thing. It says I, I actually heard about it probably a couple of years ago. Uh, but they're developing it more and more, and they're in contact more and more with cities and uh, companies trying to get them to use this. And it would be kind of like a barcode. I don't know what it looks like exactly. Um, I don't know if it looks like a QR code or a barcode or a holographic image, but it's called NaviAid, N-A-V-I-A-I-D. Yeah, I thought that was be an interesting thing to mention today. Yeah. Yeah. It's a free app. So even inside of people, if you want to download it, play with it. Because maybe you'll recognize that Navigate uh, mark when you see it. And I'm going to try this out. This is pretty cool for blind people. Yeah. It might be helpful for inside of people too. Yeah. Yeah. I don't even know what a QR code looks like. I assume it's just a bunch of numbers, like a bar. It's it's a, it's a pixelated looking thing. It looks like a you know white square with black little pixels all over it. The, the, what what it's supposed to be is you take a barcode, and instead of scanning left to right, they make it so whatever angle you go at whether you know from you know nine o'clock to three o'clock you know seven o'clock to two o'clock or whatever uh as you scan across it 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 will keep the the barcode intact 
so you can scan it from any angle. And it's like a pixelated barcode, basically. I mean, a lot of times it's here about it's call the 800 number at the bottom of your screen. Now they say, take a picture, use the, barcode, the QR code at the bottom of the screen. It's like, okay. Yeah, and I, I don't exactly know how to use them or what the purpose of that is. For a while, I had a QR code on my retro radio podcast. I had a, a, a plug-in that would do that. Uh, I don't know that anybody ever used it, even noticed it, ever cared about it. I don't have it there anymore. Uh, but it was kind of neat to, to be able to do that. Uh, but I, I suppose that, you know, your phone or device would see that and automatically. I just wonder, like, for, for us being blind, and they say, you know, use your camera and snap a picture of the QR code. I guess you could just, as long as the TV screen's in your view, Maybe it would work. I don't know. Right. Or do you have and, to write up to it on the TV screen? And, I now, I don't know how these Navigate marks would work through a TV broadcast, but they say you don't have to have like your, your QR code or a barcode. You have to be aimed at it so many <sighs> inches away, good lighting. Well, with, with these Navigate marks, you don't have to have it. It could be cloudy day, bad weather, uh, poor visibility, blurry. Uh, it, it it's good for up to uh, 60 feet, but but it does require a little bit on, you know, the weather, I guess. If it's like pouring down rain or thick fog, you might not have that. But it doesn't have to be, you know, it could be anywhere in the in the field of view of your camera lens. So you don't have to be, you don't have to know right where it's at. You know, so it's, I don't know how they're, Technology works behind the scenes, or the way I've described, but that's, you know, the the new thing. I hope it uh, works out well. Have you seen nothing that looks like human life yet? Well. Email, email. We <laughs> do have an email. What's in the mail for today? Oh, just the usual bunch of crackpot letters. What's it say? What? Well, isn't that nice? Had to look for it real quick. And uh, this comes from an anonymous listener. Um, maybe somebody that has a little bit of inside scoop, at the FBI or Secret Service will say, or <laughs> maybe there's some other documents that showed up in a certain president's house. I don't know. But it says, I'm an old country preacher. I had a teenage son. His name is Joe. And it was getting time for the boy to choose a profession. Like many young men at his age, the boy didn't really know what he wanted to do, and he didn't seem to be too concerned about it. So one day, while Joe was away at school, I decided to try an experiment. I went into his room and put upon his study table four objects. One, the Bible. Two, a silver dollar. Three, a bottle of whiskey. And four, a Playboy magazine. <laughs> uh, did they have Playboy magazines whenever Joe was a teenager? Uh-huh. <laughs> Probably, yeah. yeah. I'll just hide behind the door and we'll see what he picks up. If it's the Bible, he'll be a preacher, and I'll be so proud. If he picks up the dollar, he'll be a businessman, and that'd be okay, too. 
if he picks up that bottle, that means it's going to be a drunken bum. And worse, and Lord, what a shame that would be. And worst of all, if he picks up that magazine, that'll be the worst of all. A skirt-chasing womanizer. <laughs> I waited anxiously, and I soon heard the footsteps of Joe approaching. Joe entered the house, whistling a tune, and hum, uh, went to his room. The boy tossed his books on the bed, and as he turned to leave the room, he spotted the objects on his table. With curiosity in his eyes, he walked over to the table to inspect them. Finally, he picked up the Bible and put it under his arm. He picked up the silver dollar and put it in his pocket. He uncorked the bottle, took a big drink, and while he was drinking, he admired that smutty centerfold. Lord have mercy, I disgustedly whispered to myself, he's going to run for Congress. <laughs> Be a politician <laughs> sent from corn pop. In other words, Mr. Biden from Stratford, Pennsylvania. <laughs> corn pop. <laughs> so that's who the mysterious corn pop is that people talk about. <laughs> and look, it was it was very prophetic. It worked out that way. <laughs> so yeah, like I said, inside scoop from somewhere. There must be some secure documents that didn't want to get leaked out or something. Definitely. <laughs> All right. So what happens now? You know, I actually did have another email. That was kind of a last-minute one that got sent. So I can read this in real quick. Because uh, this also has to do with the farm, but I kind of get the feeling it's not exactly a true story, but it's still a fun story. Some animals on the farm were arguing with each other about which one that the farmer liked the best. The dog says, he likes me the best. He got me a new squeaky chew toy the chicken said he likes me the best he may be a new coop and the horse said he likes me the best he made me a new saddle the pig said you're all wrong he likes me the best I heard him say that he's going to make me 50 pounds of sausage <laughs> <laughs> So that's the one I actually had lined up today. <laughs> that's our email. All I have to do is take things up. It'll only be a minute. So now comes the, the time where we wrap it all up with some final thoughts. Do you know how many telemarketers it takes to change the light bulb? One, but they have to do it at dinner time. What? <laughs> yeah. Well, do you, do you know the best place to buy? Where's the best place to buy sausage? Birmingham, Alabama. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Let's see. A final thought. Here we go.
Why are there never any good side effects? Just once, I'd like to pick up a medication bottle and read where it says, may cause extreme sexiness. <laughs> I want to be sexy, not all the other junk. <laughs> How many paranoid people does it take to change the light bulb? Who wants to know? They got in arms are behind you. Uh-uh. Hey, is it raining pennies? Yeah, didn't you hear? There's a change in the weather. All right. Better pennies than snow. Yeah. Although they might hurt worse than they hit you. <laughs> <laughs> Is that hail? It's like it's copper. (laughs) Stranger than truth. In Idaho, when potatoes have babies, they're called tater tots. Tater tots. (laughs) If an anonymous comment goes unread, is it still irritating? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I used to live hand to mouth. Do you know what changed my life? Cutlery. <laughs> Cutlery. <laughs> yeah, you don't need to have your fingers anymore. <laughs> Knife, spoon, fork. Ah. <sighs> I should get up and do something about the world's lethargy problem. I just don't feel like it right now. <laughs> Buffet is a French word that means get up and get it yourself. Tried to steal spaghetti from the shop, but the guards saw me and I couldn't get pasta. <laughs> <laughs> the guard, stop! <laughs> oh, I would like to have more self-esteem. I just don't deserve it. Self-esteem, don't deserve it. Winter time. It's the season where we try to keep the house as hot as it was in the summertime when we complained about the heat. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Hmm. By my age, my parents had a house and a family. And to be fair to me, so do I. It's the same house and the same family. <laughs> oh. <laughs> live in your parents' basement or something. I think we have some kids like that. <laughs> uh, don't worry, password. I'm insecure too. <laughs> uh, is it my turn? Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Uh, 
Did you hear about the statistician who drowned crossing the river? It was three feet deep on average. <laughs> on average, yeah. It's that 20 foot deep part that got him in. Well, we're hunting too. I don't have one. I'm. I think I might be done. All right. Well, I do have one more. <laughs> I think I either posted this on Facebook or saw it on Facebook some time ago. Someone just stole my mood ring. I'm not sure how to feel about that. <laughs> There's one of those. Uh, feed a man to fish. Uh, feed a man to fish and he'll eat for a day. Teach a man to fish and he'll sit in the boat and drink beer all day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the way it works. Well, <laughs> um, I think we can call that done for now. Yeah. Unless Terry has any bonus ones. My stepfather makes me do all the work, and all he does is yell at me, and beat me, and kick me. Sometimes I get the impression he doesn't like me. Hey, then this is the final part of the show. The part of the show where we like to tell everybody, thanks for listening. Tell a friend about us. That's how we actually do grow our audience the most. And we have been on a little bit of upswing lately. Uh, and if you have a chance to stop by our website at thatsoundsfunny.com, you can send us an email with your own funny family story or what's been happening new with you, what you like about the show, an email about something, ask us a question about a blindness topic. We'd love to hear about all of that. And with all that said, I guess we are uh, wrapped up, constipated. Hello, <laughs> wrapped up, all swaddled. Let's get the yeah. show out, put a bow on it. Uh, <laughs> now we can go out and have some vloggeria. That's a word to remember. Vloggeria. <laughs> that sounds funny. TSF at that sounds funny.com. That sounds fun!